episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I'm Bob McDonald, and you can find me on Twitter at Bob McDonald. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, of course, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on Twitter as well at HorizonRT. You can find us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And Matt, you, you thought that there were, there's, there'd be no, you know, it's May and, you know, there's, you know, recruiting is winding down and all that good stuff. But no, <laughs> there's still stuff going on, as my it wa- turns out. My wife was like, what What the hell are you still doing a podcast about? Don't you guys like need a break? I was like, yeah, hey, um, let's talk about stuff. Which is ironic because I myself will be taking one. Well, so look you, at you go. Yeah, so so most of this is so aside from one one interview that I a potential interview that I don't want to jinx. Um, Matt and John are going to be uh, ferrying you through the summer this year. <laughs> and that's for whatever that's worth. We are not going to record every uh, Sunday this summer. Just looking ahead, unless there's something to discuss. No. Yeah, because I know you guys, you know, so that's, of course. Last, so. last summer was ridiculous. There was just constant stuff going on. I think this summer is going to be a little quieter. I hope so, because, you know, that's, it's, <laughs> well, actually, technically, the last two summers have been pretty insane. I mean, last year was the, last year with the all the COVID stuff and everything like that, and the year before, of course, with, you know, with the, the firings and the hirings and all that good stuff. And we, we haven't entirely gotten away from that, by the way. Um, but I, I wanted to talk, I wanted to, st- and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about um, Wright State has a new uh, women's head coach. And, um, you know, I can't really, we can't really get away with not talking about Dennis Gates's contract extension. Cause I'm going to like gush about that too. But um uh, we can't we can't go any further before we get into those things. Um, we really can't go any further until we we get into the large elephant in the room that's been sitting there for four months, literally four months. It's amazing. It's only it's only in the room if if you're not at this institution. This institution seems to think it doesn't exist, but everybody else is sitting there going, "Dude, there's an elephant." Yeah, and we're talking about Detroit Mercy, obviously. <laughs> so. Detroit so, Mercy women at that. Detroit that is, men's side is seems pretty calm right now. It really does, time. actually. Yeah, I mean, they know, might even it, be getting some players back that look like they were going out the door. So, like, okay, good things happening for on the men's side, but we're not the, here to talk about the men's side. That is true. We were talking. So, so kind of to set this up, um, I think it was about this time last year uh, they fired their coach Bernard Scott. Yeah, you know, I, I, he, he used to be a Cleveland State assistant. Um, I never met him personally, but from you know. For mutual people, great guy. By all accounts, amazing, by all accounts, by amazing human kind of person yeah. you want your kid to play for, but just didn't get it done. It, it you know what, and it happens. You know, so you know sometimes you, you're a top assistant, and and you know you get to the big chair, and it doesn't work out for you. We've seen it. We've seen it. Does we've seen it many many times over over the years, and this is what happens. So no big deal. Um, he gets replaced by Anna Marie Gilbert. Who was at Division Two Virginia Union, if memory serves correct? Before, that sounds correct. Yes. Um, before that, she was at uh, Eastern. She was at, she was at Eastern. Yes. Eastern. Um, yes, yeah, she was at Eastern, and while she was at Eastern, what she was what banned for two years or something like uh, that. I think she had a show clause. Show clause. 
Yeah, something like that. So that was so she got so hit with allegations was, of essentially abusing players and being an awful human and the kind of person you don't want to be a coach. And the NCAA agreed, and she left Eastern on bad terms because they'd had enough of the. And then she went to Div Two and kind of disappeared for a bit. And then she reemerged in at Detroit Mercy, and that lasted fourteen. And the, her first year lasted fourteen whole games um, because. Uh, the university shut down the season. Basically, they shut down the season. Um, the players revolted. Basically, and happened. their par- and their parents too. Don't forget the, that the, the parents and parents and, and players um, went to athletic director Vols and said that we are not going to continue the season unless you remove her. Mm-hmm. And um, Vols said no. And they shut down the season and screwed basically every other Horizon League team in the process because they, everybody had to scramble for the last month of the season trying to figure out how to, you know, figure out their schedules. So And also also of note in in that one of the players her dad was an assistant coach on this team. Oh, uh, yes, that is correct. I, I don't have it in front of me. Um you you might have the name in front of you. Oh, uh, web, that's, web. That's noteworthy. Like this is someone on her Although staff. although not somebody who signed that letter by the way. He did not, but I believe he the did mom not. did. So, so let's fast. So fast forward, obviously, to four months later. Um, so apparently, and and, uh, and according to and Tony Paul and Chris Solari over at the Tony Paul over the Detroit News, obviously, you know, we've had him on. Chris Solari over at the Chris Solari over at the Free Press has been all over Detroit Free Press has been all over this. And let me just uh, say this, because most people obviously aren't, you know terribly familiar with you know the metro detroit news ranks when the free press is covering something in women's basketball this is a big deal because they don't cover anything like they barely cover sports in general half the time it seems so for this to be being covered the way it is yeah is a big deal and which by the way this is this is something that's getting picked because um because the free press is a Gannett newspaper, it gets it's been picked up by or Gatehouse, whatever the you know with the whatever with all the newspaper consolidation. I don't know who the hell owns anybody anymore. Um, but this get this got picked up by USA Today. So now this is a national whatever what was kind of a local thing that. And again, this has been going on for four months now. And. By the way, uh, uh, I know uh, Solari's. Uh, he primarily focuses on um, Michigan State, if I understand it correctly. Gilbert's actually a Michigan was a Michigan State assistant once upon a time, so there is a little bit of a connection there. So, um, anyway, um, it, it sounds like the decision was made somewhere between, I want to say, January and the end of the season that. Um, this is going to be a brand new Detroit Mercy team next season. And there are 14 players on that roster. None of them will be back um, either through their own choice or the choice that was made by them, by the university. They're to not their, allowing to, any of them, even if they want to, to be there. To their, uh, yeah, exactly. They, they've even, they've gone on record. Winning. I mean, in, in the Tony Paul article, Robert Valls basically said, we're going to be, we're going to have a brand new team next year. And I just want to put a quick side note on that. Like, yeah. That's really important because, you know, there's a lot of talk about the transfer portal and, you know, these kids have no loyalty. But the thing I hear from parents and, and from some student athletes is schools have no loyalty to these kids. They're one they're year to year contracts, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about it like that. But seeing it play out this way, like that just shows you like these schools don't necessarily care about the student athlete. 
because yeah. even they, they had kids that said they want to come back. The school said, nope, you're not. Yeah, one of them was, one of them was Maxine Moore, um, who wanted to come back, but, you know, she... She then came out, it was a couple weeks ago, where she said, basically, I am, you know, I was given an ultimatum. Either I can tr- go into the, tra- she was originally in the transfer portal, and then came out of the transfer portal, because she wanted to go back to Detroit Mercy. Detroit because- Mercy basically said, eh, you know what, you were right the first time. So they gave, so basically, so so she they gave her a choice, apparently. Either go into the, you know, go into the transfer portal, or you can stay at Detroit Mercy, but you can't play for us anymore. So needless to say, she's back in the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, and she was and she uh, like electrical engineering or something. She had some yeah. some very good academic career path she's on, and which is why she wanted to stay there. She's trying to you know be the student part of student athlete and finish out her degree. And she's you know thinking and you know that's what I'm going to really do my life. Well, and this is kind of a theme that has been kind of the and she's not the only one she's not the first one to speak she's like she was actually one of the she's like one of three players that have spoken out about this um what um jira shears actually put out a um utah a video on twitter about it about her about what happened to her um abby mcdowell did the same thing she wrote something out um yeah and it's like it's it's amazing. It's slow snowball effect. It's like the iceberg that hit the Titanic where, you know, you didn't know what was going wrong until, you know, water was being, you know, water was on the third decks, basically. Yeah, the problem is that the Captain Vols is just still saying, no, we're good. There's there's no problem here. There's no, no yeah, leak. There's no that, water. There's that no is basically, yeah, that is basically what's happening. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, they, they, they basically said, essentially, um, you know that you know, and I don't know why it took. What is it with you guys not getting in front of anything? It seems like this is. And by the way, this. I mean, it just seems like Detroit Mercy doesn't get in front of anything. It, they, they play I the mean, like two, I mean, seriously, like last year, last year when you know, you know, we were we were you know yammering about it, the APR ban, which by the way was never going to get rescinded. They just sat there and just you know, I mean that that whole thing was a you know, train wreck. And that basically cost, you know, that entire team um, some sort of, you know, at least the first round game in the Horizon League tournament. I mean, this is, I don't understand. Help me understand, Detroit Mercy fans. Just help me understand. They they hide behind the private institution thing. And then, you know, past that, it's, they control everything because because they're a private institution, so they can just pretend that it's not happening, and they can live in their bubble, and no one can really break into. You know, like what information we've gotten has come because those players are in the portal. We wouldn't have gotten yeah. that information otherwise. You know, no one was talking. That's why this has been going on for months. It was yeah. only four months later that they finally even say, "No, she's not being fired." Like we didn't know. Like we kind of assumed because we hadn't heard anything. Yeah. But that's just that we haven't heard anything. Like. They just hide. It's it's a it's a terrible approach. I, I I don't understand why you would take that approach and why they continue to allow it. Not from I mean, if I'm President Garibaldi, Garibaldi I think is his name, or I forgot. Yes. Is that Garibaldi. right? Garibaldi. Like, yes. At some point, while sports isn't really what he cares about, like don't you realize your athletic he your athletic program is on fire? I mean, there is problems. This is again. Stop. This has been going on. I mean, this was going on before Val's even showed up. <laughs> what I mean I don't I, again help Detroit Mercy fan help me understand this 
Help me understand what's going on. Help me understand how how this situation. And by the way, and you know, and if remember, and I, you know, I, I know we don't talk about all the sports in the Horizon League, but you know, Detroit Mercy. Did they even score a point in the McCafferty Trophy this year? Not that I've seen. Not as of last. They time might I've have. Seen they might have gotten something in track. I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's, that, that is the situation that we have right now. Is that you know. I mean, this, you know, well, the bottom line is they're going to finish dead last in the McCafferty Trophy, which is obviously for 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 those that scoring at home is the the award that the conference gives to the school that has the accumulates the most points across all sports. Um, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. I, I think it's Milwaukee this year is doing it. I can't remember. I'll, so I, I, as any, a- but yeah. The last update I see is as of March 25th. Yes. This doesn't doesn't have some of the spring stuff on it, obviously. I thought I saw – I actually did think I saw something like about a month ago. But, yeah, but there might by be, and large. But, yeah, Detroit Mercy and Robert Morris both have scored zero points in that, which is interesting because of the, the two private schools. I don't hold Robert Morris and Purdue Fort Wayne's also right there at the bottom. I don't really hold them accountable because coming into the league, you know, okay, there's going to be some adjustments across all your sports. If, you know what? Fine. But Detroit Mercy, like you, you, you've been doing this for a while, and they don't play all the sports. First off, we know we've talked about that in the past. So, like, I don't know. You're just, it's just uh, yeah. I mean, it, again, it's helped me understand this. Help me understand. I mean, Detroit Mercy is the longest ten, the the longest tenured school in this conference, and they literally act like old, angry old people. <laughs> that they you go know, obstinate old people who don't want to change. I'm like, come on, guys. I, I mean, help me understand what's going on here. I don't get it. I I don't understand. Even with the even with the 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 secret, the private secrecy, whatever that is, I don't. I just don't understand what is going on. And it doesn't sound like this is again. This is to me. This is not isolated to just. It doesn't seem like it's isolated to just one sport. It seems like it's a systemic thing that again that predates the existing athletic director. I mean, this is, it seems like this has been going on for a long, long time. And I just don't understand it. And I don't understand, I don't understand the resistance to change. I don't understand the, I mean, when you, and, and I look at it, and again, I ha, I don't have a horse in the race. I don't, you know, this is the only reason I'm talking about this is, you know, we're getting hit with, you know, we're getting hit over the head with this with a hammer. Um you have to uh, to me i look at it from a macro standpoint when you see an organ when you see an institution like that that is has uh, is completely changing over its <laughs> its roster and not and retaining while retaining its head coach well let's just say we've seen that happen before like we've, if the coach dips that, or whatever exactly we've seen that before but we haven't seen the situation where there's there are active accusations of what is going on here and the institution turn then turns around and we've seen that before but we've seen institutions turn around and say okay this is this is ridiculous you're out of here this is not the case here we this is and, and, and but you look at it from a standpoint of okay now you only have, you know, I think they've, I think they've signed maybe one or two players. I mean, they've got like 
12 spots left. I think I think I've seen two players. Some um one signee from like Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech, yes, yes. And then an, another player I, I want to say from like Pennsylvania or something like. Yeah, something like that. But it's like, so so help me understand what a, what uh, what is the uh, is. When you and again, when you look at the remainder of the conference, and you look at the 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 top, even the top half of the conference, where there is a level of competition that you see could easily even get maybe one or two bids to the definitely at least ones for sure, but maybe a second bid to the NCAA tournament. Because that's how the top uh, the the top of this conference has progressed, and then you turn around into the, this situation, and we we've had this argument, and honestly, we've had this argument on the men's side multiple times about the anchors of the conference, <laughs> the you know the the open questioning of what exactly you know what has to happen with these bottom institutions to improve, and I ask the same question here. I mean, and I'm 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 out of answers. I don't know. I'm, For the I'm record, I, I did find a more updated McCafferty listing in Detroit, and RMU still have no points. Just wanted. Okay. To, I don't want someone to call us on that. You know, after listening, I found one from April, still zero points. But again, Robert Morris, I, I give Robert Morris a pass. Um, they they get to you know they I get to I'm going to throw down the I'm new card on them for them by proxy. So. You guys are cool. They, you'll so, you'll fi- you'll figure it out. I, I, they'll figure it out. I think they should be fine. Detroit yeah. Mercy has <laughs> been in last place in the conference five years in a row. So yeah, and so again, that may, that defies explanation. That defies any. Again, this predates. I mean, this predates everything. I mean, this predates. You know the fact that you know. The fact that you have one, you know, you have one sport. Well, maybe, well, two. Obviously, lacrosse is there. Lacrosse seems like its own different kind of entity because it's not a part of this. I feel like um, I've seen the lacrosse team doesn't seem to be doing as well as they once were either. But I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not going to tell you that I followed them closely. And I, but I, that's the impression. Like for a while, you would hear a lot of talk about how how well they were doing. But I haven't heard that in a while. So. Well, see uh, again, and that is the and again that that's that's. Uh, Again, from a macro standpoint, it seems to me that this whole entire situation is bringing the conference as a whole down. For, from a competitive level, you, you know, if you look at you look at the upcoming schedule, you know, you're probably going to have the top teams look at Detroit Mercy and say, "Nope, there's a couple wins there." Outside Again. of men's basketball, yeah, and even men's basketball, they're in a, they're in a great stretch right now. Absolutely, Mike Davis is doing. Some oh, absolutely. good things. I, I'm not going to put down Detroit Mercy men's basketball right now because there's that'd be that'd be foolish of me. But no, I, they're they're a top they're a top half team next year. They got at the be. same time. They just, Davis, absolutely. They just snapped a 14 14 game whatever something stupid with Oakland. Like, yeah, you know, like and that that's a pro, there's a program problem here, and Vols is highlighting it with this uh, Gilbert situation. Like. It's not. It just seems like it's. It, this is not. This is just endemic of an a much greater problem that uh, that I again help me understand why has this. Why is this not being? Why has this not been addressed? Why you know what is there? Am I missing something? Is there? It, it, what is going on here? I don't understand it. I mean, the only I thing just, that we've heard is that it, it's you know in this situation it's money 
related where they can't afford to pay another coach. So they probably did the investigation and determined that there wasn't enough going on to fire her. And if they couldn't fire her with cause, then they're going to have to pay her and they can't do it. So there she sits. When then they handed it off to the NCAA and the NCAA, I think they had, they cited like two level three violations or something like that, which is nothing by the way. Um, which is not anything that's going to get anybody get get anybody fired or anything. They'll lose a little bit of like practice time or something. So maybe that's it. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, if I look at it, this is, this is, I, I don't like this situation because again, from a a conference, a league wide standpoint, the goal is, and, and and, and by the way, again, this is a conference that has prided itself in being student athlete focused you know this we've talked i'm sure we've talked about this multiple times where again the primary focus of this conference and they have made no bones about it is that this conference is student is is focused on the student athlete and the situation just smacks in the face of that so i I mean help me understand I, I got nothing, and we, and we won't get, get anything because Detroit Mercy fans going to listen to this, and they're going to say that we don't know anything and we don't understand, and everything's it's, fine. Well, and, that's what I'm saying. Help me understand. I don't, or they're going to agree with us and just scratch their head and say, I mean, "What can we do?" I don't know. Stop don't, giving I mean, them money. Like that, that's the only thing keeping them to float is that we always hear about the you know big pockets and donors. Like at some point, don't you stop throwing your your money into a fire pit? Well, I mean. Yeah, again, that's this is where the veneer of the men's basketball program kind of comes into play because you know that at this point in time, the very least at this point in time, there's been progress made. There's been significant progress made under Mike Davis. You know, they, I mean, they 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 were a layup away from making it to Indianapolis last year, and you know, so I don't know. Yeah, um, but after after next year, what's that program going to look like? You know, when when Antoine's gone, is Mike Davis going to stick around for how long? I don't know. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Good question. So, anyway, I'm done tired about uh, talking about that. Wright State has a new head coach now, by the way. Um, not only does Wright State have a new head coach. Yeah. Shout out to our own Kyle for um. Kyle that? Rossi, one our one of our Thank new you. guys. He, yeah. he broke it. He broke it, man. And it's like, holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah. See, Kyle, we do, Kyle does we more do. work on the non like non outside of men's basketball, like all the other sports, than anyone I've ever seen. Like. He's, he's at softball games. He's at volleyball. Like that, that dude co- is covering a lot of ground in sports. Got to give him credit, but he definitely broke the story first. Oh, dude, you know we're yeah we're gonna we're yeah <laughs> it's like yeah we're we're gonna probably do a lot of different things. Yeah, so we we've already had it. To, you'll see a lot. You'll probably see a boatload from him in next season. So that's great. That's gonna be great. So yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. So now that we're Done talk, but but yes, uh, Kerry Hoffman is the new athlete, uh, is new basketball coach at Wright State. Um, she spent the last, uh, she actually was at Cedarville in uh, Cedarville University in Ohio, um, Division II school. Um, she was actually the, um, she's she was named coach of the year this past season, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, She's averaged twenty. She's averaged like twenty, you know, twenty-one wins a season. So 
I'll be honest with you. I think this is, you know, this this is a good move because, you know, somebody who knows the, you know, who, who's got a track record of winning, you know, obviously knows the area. Cedarville isn't that far away from, you know, far away from Wright State. And, you know, and uh, by the way, also as an aside, now we know why um, we now know why Wright State didn't go with any of their assistants because they all went with Katrina Merriweather to Memphis. Yeah. But that happens sometimes, uh, it, you know, you know, but anyway, um, and realistically, I mean, they, they do have, you know, so, well, obviously they lose Angel Baker, which is a huge <laughs> deal, obviously, but I mean, by and large, that they are pretty well poised. Well, I mean, IUPUI aside, because they're going to be just monstrous next year, I think. <laughs> But again, but again, it's this is a move that is in line with what right you know with what what Wright State is trying to do, which is trying to continue what they've built, what they built under Merriweather, and it's again in line with you know what the rest of the conference is doing in trying to you know build that competitive edge to get to a point where you're a multi-bid league, and I think it's got I think you know and. And if you and again, if you look around, look at the top half of this conference, it's sky's the limit. I mean, really. I think it's a good building move. Like, I mean, it's probably it makes some financial sense. I know Wright State's had some financial issues recently, so you know it. It, it was a good good hire. Yes, I think so too. Um, yeah, I think the only thing will be left is you know because I know obviously they're going to need to because I got to figure out who exactly. So as far as their roster is concerned, I know um, I think Baker was the only one that was out, I think. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. They actually had a bunch of them who... Um, I say, there, right. there was a few they, others. They, got, they do have some work to do, so... Because well, I think... Good I, good I, news for her. She knows where some of her players are, and I wouldn't be surprised if they want to come play some Div 1 basketball for her. Indeed. And by the way, yeah, that's... That is the, mo- that is, that is the most amazing phenomenon, during, you know, with this year... Um, and I've seen this a lot on the, I've, I've seen this a lot on the men's side where it's, you have not just the players that are division one, division one players in the transfer portal, but you see a lot of, and I think I'm probably sure I've mentioned this on the episodes past where the division two players are making their way up into division one. Where they're going to spend their, yeah, you know, I, I think I mentioned this specifically uh, with Youngstown State, where they have at least three or four former non, uh, three or four non-division one players that are moving into Youngstown, coming into Youngstown State uh, this for next season. Well, if any um, of these uh, Div two players are, you know, six foot nine, two hundred pounds plus, and looking for well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Oakland still needs some bigs. Oh, no kidding, you do, Jesus. The, I'm you not going to no, Turn this conversation. Oakland, ha- so Oakland has no size, dude. Yeah. So, um, yeah. As of right now, because I, I think, um, yeah, because yeah, Baker went to. I want to say Baker went to Mississippi. No, Baker went to Old Miss. I want to say okay. was it Mississippi State? I can't remember. No, it was Old Miss. It was Old Miss. I can't get those two. Yeah. yeah forgive me, SEC fans. I don't know that. You know, I don't know the there, difference. I don't think the SEC women's basketball fans are listening to the Horizon Roundtable this week. I think you're okay. Uh, God, I hope so. Um, I think two of the players uh, went to Memphis, I believe. Frierson definitely did. 
and then I can't. I think there was another one who went over there too, but yeah. So the, you know, so so yeah. Um, got some work to do, but again, it's this is probably if there is a season where anything could happen. There's so many players on. There are so many players in the portal right now where it shouldn't be picking up new players shouldn't be an issue. I think I'll be honest with you. I think Wright state probably has a down year next year. Yeah, I mean, they do. I mean, you lose the, your coach and your best player. You tend to have to rebuild a little and your no entire staff, not just, not yeah. just coach your entire coaching staff. No one's going to um, fall for that. No, not at all. Not, not you guys, but, and, and you know, the, the, you'll you still understand. be better than Detroit mercy. Yes, they will. Sorry, but that's true. It is. I mean, they're I, not completely. Yeah, they're not, they're not completely bare. But yeah, they they lost. They lost quite a bit last year. And I mean, of course they did. I mean, you're going to when you have that. You know, because yeah, Tyler Frierson and yeah, a bunch of other ones who are going to be. But yeah, that is long and short of it. But you knew that was going to happen. So, um, best thing I could say for them is, I don't know. <laughs> Probably, probably, I, I think I, I spoke to the extent of my expertise on this. <laughs> I'm good with it. Just because. I'm just, <laughs> I got to work on that. Or I'll have John do it. <laughs> or Kyle. Definitely Kyle. Kyle's going to be our guy this year, next year. We have, we have a couple people that are like really invested in women's basketball. I think that's great for us. I think it's good yeah. for the league. I think it's, I think it's worth covering. So I'm glad that we're doing more of it. Truly. Well, yeah, and it, I know it's been suggested to that we expand our coverage beyond just basketball and get into some of the other sports. Baby steps, folks. Baby steps. We would love to. We we're struggling to cover what what we're doing right now. Oakland, I need writers, please. IUP, please take IUPUI, where are you guys? Come on. <laughs> we can't expand into the other sports until we're covering what we've got. Exactly. But we'd like to. Exactly. We will. I think we will. I think. Every, every, we're always building. That's it. Going forward. Uh, I hope so. So, speaking of going forward, um, good segue. I, I know. I am. I let me tell you something. This was. Uh, I, I know we've been talking about this for a while, but but the thing that happened finally happened, and no, it's not Dennis Gates is going somewhere else. Dennis Gates got his contract extension. Is this yes. the part where I just mute my microphone and let you talk for the next ten minutes? Ah, uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, you tell me. Um, so. Yep. So yeah. Um, so this week, uh, Dennis Gates, uh, the Cleveland State announced that Dennis Gates has gotten a contract extension through the 26-27 season. Um, according to, it looks like the contract is worth way more than it was when he started. He is now in Scott Nagy territory, apparently. Um, he is, and, and also in this, I found this very interesting is that he actually has a clause in the contract where he, it's, it's actually kind of like the one that Link Darner had in his contract, where if he hits certain performance, uh, performance benchmarks, it automatically renews for an extra year. So, um, so, and that's starting in 27, 28. So, um, but yeah, and apparently they've been working on this since February. 
So remember how we were all talking about, you know, how we we talked about literally every Division One vacancy under the sun. While we were doing that, they were doing this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Like, yeah, it's cute. I haven't read the contract. I'm sure you have. You've probably read it word for word at this point. I don't know what the exit looks like, but I'm sure they're paying him more. But they yeah. also know he at any point he could bounce. And whatever school is going to take him, Florida State is going to pay for, you know, whatever. But oh, yeah. at least now well, they've probably that, protected see, themselves. And, and that's the other thing too. Now that the you know, obviously now that the con, now that the annual con, obviously the buyout is going to be considerably more. So if that indeed becomes the case, then it's it's going to be a no matter what happens, it's a win win for both the institution and Dennis Gates, regardless, because you know Dennis Gates you know has has, he, has a long term deal now, and and he's now one of the one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid, uh, coach in the Horizon League now. Not bad for a guy who inherited a program that basically didn't exist a year and a half ago, almost two years ago. But then again, you know, if there's a if there if if in the event he decides to, you know, take over for Leonard Hamilton, which I'm sure is still kind of the, I'm sure it's going to be in the conversation. Where I'm sure Florida State fans are going to be talking about this for years and years and years until Leonard Hamilton finally retires. And I don't think he's going to retire. I think he's reverse aging. So you know, I don't he's know. He's definitely going, going in the wrong direction with age. So yeah. Tell us your secret, Leonard Hamilton. <laughs> Tell us your secret, man. Um, but yeah. So, but it's amazing that. When you think about just the course of Cleveland State over the last two years, where you, we didn't, and it's funny because you know well, it was literally this like almost to the day a year ago to the day where we had Dennis Gates on the podcast, and it seemed like he kind of knew something that we didn't. Clearly, usually, usually. I mean, he did. And what's it? What the other thing too is this is going to be, and uh, he brought the. I know he's brought this up a couple of times, that this is going to be the first summer he actually gets to work with his team, in person. Obviously, in the first season he didn't get to because he got hired in July. The second season, COVID, everybody had to do everything through Zoom. This year he gets to be, you know, he gets to be face to face with these guys. And he returned his whole team, like. And he returns almost his whole team. I know. So, yes, um, I think the only players that are in question right now are Al Eichelberger. Um, he has an extra year. And Franklin Penn Jr., I still have not confirmed whether he is an actual senior or he got a redshirt season because he didn't play this year. I didn't think about that. when I have him on the senior tracker, and then I realize he's probably not a genuine senior because he has a – you know, he, he, he is obviously eligible for a medical red shirt because of his injuries last year. So, Well, and with injuries, uh, I've been thinking about the uh, Eichelberger thing. Like, he yeah. was clearly playing hurt. I think that's some of what is in question is, is he coming back or is he hanging it up? Like, he, his knees just seem done. I mean, that could be it. Also, and this is important, too, is that he's getting his MBA – I think he's finishing up his MBA this summer. So what's next? He, is he going for his PhD? I mean, where do you go after an MBA? <laughs> I think a doctorate. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the only direction I would go. But then again, that's just me. But yeah, those are the only two. And I mean, if you can get got, your doctor and have the school pay for it, I mean, right. hey, might as well. Hey. Um. But 
then they also bring in they're bringing in new guys too. They've got um they've got that 280 pound beast Anderson Marambo from JUCO. That kid is that kid's got to be a problem. Because <laughs> yeah, you you should yeah you know, when when we were um because I was seeing this on social media about you know when they were when the JUCOs were playing um in the postseason and the talk about this guy is the guy's an absolute Marambo is an absolute beast. So you're going to have that guy on, you're going to have that guy in the lineup along with, um, along with spider Johnson, along with a, I'm sure significantly improved Maybor Majok who's seven, two, who, by the uh, way, have if size. Even, I know. I mean, if honestly, if that if that guy's not sitting in, you know, if that guy's not sitting, you know, guarding a guarding that uh, guarding Purdue Fort Wayne on the sidelines, I'm not sure where how that game ends. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure we're having a conversation about Cleveland State in the the uh, or we're into like they're still playing overtime games now. That game is still going. Yeah, that still is game still going on. Everybody's fallen out though. It's fine. Yeah, so they have him, and they have have a, a true freshman in um, Cole Middleton coming in. Plus, they have the two transfers coming in. They got uh, Brock Finstoon from uh, from Pacific, who's coming in. He's a guard, and then they have Nathaniel Jack from Florida State, who, if memory serves correct, Dennis Gates recruited him. He signed with Florida State, and then Dennis Gates came to Cleveland State. It sounds like you guys have like 38 scholarship players for next year, and they're all good. I know. I yeah. I I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to Dennis Gates about this again, and I will mark my words. So yeah, that is so. It is so. It's interesting that we talk about uh, considering all of the changes that have gone on in the conference, specifically from. The fact that you have players that you know, that you have Youngstown State is basically swapping out. You know, you, you don't have Nazobahan, and Nazobahan is actually going to finishing his career at Clemson, playing for another XF uh, X Horizon League uh, coach and Brad Brownell. I'm actually very surprised Brad Brownell is still there. <laughs> Super surprised. Um, Quiz- Darius Quisenberry is going to Fordham. Um. I mean, and then they're bringing in a bunch of new. They're uh, they bring in all these aforementioned people, but they are bringing. Um, uh, but Akuche Covington, those two are guys, Those two guys are coming back for their extra year. So, um, so so you have that situation. Yeah, obviously the Milwaukee Milwaukee um, Josh Thomas has is officially coming back. I know uh, Pat Baldwin Senior mentioned that he said that he would, but he was going to wait until after the after. Uh, finals were done at Milwaukee to get a confirmation of that. Obviously, you got a confirmation of it because uh, the Milwaukee site said, yep, Josh Thomas is coming back. So you got Thomas coming back. You have uh, DeAndre Golston. You have Jordan Lathan, who's finally going to be able to play for them this year. And you have this kid, this Pat Bowen Jr. kid. I don't know. Have you heard of him? Nope. No no talk with him. I mean, you know, I mean, we had his dad on. I mean, he, it sounds familiar. <laughs> And they uh they just added a kid from Florida, Bull. What's the Bull? Yeah. Not Manute. Manute would be his dad, but uh, it's because I'm old. Ah, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, but yeah. More size, more size. More, this league yeah, has size, unless you're Oakland. 
I know, which is interesting because when you think of the Horizon League, you think more it's a guard-centered league. Um, but yeah, here we are. I don't know that that's true this year. I don't know that. Yeah, I know. Like here we are. Like all these players. It's but you see within the within the, the scope of the Horizon League, you see all the you know the all of these teams specific, are 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 all getting better. But you still have Cleveland State. Two bit Horizon. Yeah, two bit Horizon. I mean, I don't know. It's not. It's not by the way, said. I mean, and incidentally, I may I also point out the fact that we don't know what Loudon Love's doing next year. Nobody knows. I thought he's it's, playing quarterback in Jacksonville. Maybe. <laughs> it's oh, man. I can't unsee it. Thanks, Bill Wampler. Thank you, Bill Wampler. Appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I'm like, yeah, it's like, so is that what, so that what Loudon Love looks like with that, with his hair down? He looks like Trevor Lawrence. Really? Yeah. Separate, switched at birth, man. <laughs> it's a thing. It is. That's crazy. Um, don't uh, yeah, don't misuse him, Urban Meyer. Even though you probably will. <laughs> Man, loud enough throwing bombs to Tim Tebow. Who thought? Uh, yeah, I know. What what are the odds? So, Here, what 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 year is it? I don't know. What year is this? <laughs> but yeah, we don't know what we. All jokes aside, we we loud and love has not yet um, made a decision about his future at 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 Wright State. Um, I mean, if he comes back, that's going to be – Ray State's going to be a problem. Northern Kentucky is going to be much better next year. Um, UIC, I think, is going to – I think I think UIC should be better because last year they just – they couldn't get – they couldn't keep their guys on the floor last right. year. So that was their biggest problem. I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we talked about Detroit Mercy. Got Antoine coming back. They got DJ Harvey coming in. Um, you know, maybe they can convince Matt Johnson to stay. I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? Um, I'm guessing no. But top to bottom, so so yeah. And then you know, it, but again, it's it's amazing that you know if you had told me two years ago that Cleveland State would be in the conversation about being the defending champions, being uh, you know being well poised to defend that championship in a season where you have so many other teams that have gotten better, much better, in some cases exponentially better. I'd have told you you were crazy. Yet here we are. Yet here we are. Here we are, and you know. But yeah, it's. I am looking forward to this. I will. I will. <laughs> I will. Sit, uh, sit on my porch in the summer, not talking about this on the podcast, you know, ruminating about, ah, how great will this conference be? And then I'll just gush about it until when I, when, when I return, whenever that's going to be, I'll just gush about it. And, you know, I'll just, you guys can take that day off. I'll just talk about, talk to my, I'll, I'll just talk about it myself for like, you know, 45 minutes and call it a day. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's, that is, with that said, that's going to do it for the podcast. Um, obviously, you know, tune in whenever, um, you know, schedules on Matt and John, they'll, they'll be fine. You know, you guys will do, you know, I know what you guys are cooking up. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be interesting. 
I think you you guys want whatever whatever you guys come up with, you know, you the listener, you you absolutely don't want to miss it because you know. If me and John are if me and John are doing anything this summer, it's going to be worth listening to. And if it's not going to be worth listening to, we're not going to even take the time to record it. Exactly. I know. I know this. Well, I'm telling the listeners. Uh, They should know. I mean, geez. I mean, I I, you'd have thought we, you know, or maybe we. I don't know. (laughs) It could be true. I'd like it to be true. So there you go. All Anything right. else on in your in your last moments of the of of the this you're essentially wrapping this season. Anything else from you? Um, you mean other than you know go Vikes? Uh. <laughs> Not supposed to have allegiance. You're supposed to just be representing the league. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. I know. Okay. Whatever. I had to let I had to let that crap slip. Sorry. <laughs> um. Oh. Um. Yeah. That's. Man, no, too big, too big league. I, I'm not officially on board with too big league just yet. Give me a while. I may get we'll there. Here. We'll be here I, when you're ready. I may get there. I'm not there yet, but I'm inching closer to it. So, so until that point in time, um, HorizonRoundtable.com is where all, where's all our content is, and um, we're wherever podcasts are found. And, of course, you can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So until next time, um, enjoy your summer, everybody. And as always, thank you for listening.